my gosh, mamas. Hello and welcome to the Natural Birth Co. podcast. I am extra pumped. I know I say this every time. I'm extra pumped to bring you this podcast today. It is actually going to be part of a new series we call The Journey of Pregnancy. So let me explain this. What we're actually going to do is interview the same mama every single month through her journey of pregnancy and what she learns throughout the journey, how she makes her decisions, what she decides with her kind of investigations through pregnancy, how she feels, what she's learning through Natural Birth Co., all the good things. I get this question so often when women fall pregnant and they message me, they're like, oh my gosh, I'm six weeks. I just peed on a stick and I'm pregnant. What do I do? So I've decided to do this epic podcast series with one of my really great girlfriends, Gracie, who is currently pregnant. Now, a lot of you guys would know Gracie. If you've been following me for a while, she's done all of our photo shoots, etc. She's a photographer herself, and she actually does a lot of the pregnancy and newborn shoots for our mamas. Now, Gracie is recently pregnant which is so, so exciting. And at the time of recording this podcast, she's almost 12 weeks, so just shy. And um, we've been going through this whole process of talking about what type of care she should go through, how she goes about requesting that type of care, different things to consider, how she's feeling about birth, how she's feeling about the fact she's fallen pregnant and all the good stuff. Now, I am really stoked to be interviewing Gracie for this podcast series because I feel like Gracie is a really great balance of the physical preparation. She's always been really into her physical fitness. So she very much values physical fitness and wants to be physically prepared for birth. But she's also really got an amazing spiritual side to her where She really questions her beliefs. She really has self-awareness towards her emotions. She notices her thoughts that she has and then tries to break that down and see where that came from. And I just think that's going to provide such great, what do I want to say, insight into her mind of a pregnant woman that you may find relatable, you may not, but really kind of just hearing the process that she goes through and how she makes her decisions from there, how she goes about shifting beliefs, etc. One particular part, oh no, actually I won't say because I don't want to um, ruin the event for you in the actual podcast, but you are going to absolutely love this podcast. So I'm so stoked that you're listening. We're going to do another podcast with Gracie every single month up until she births. So tune in every month for the Journey of Pregnancy podcast series to hear where Gracie's at, what she's been learning over the last month and how she's feeling. Now, before we jumped into the podcast, I wanted to mention a couple of things. We've actually, first of all, on the Sunshine Coast, going to have our Natural Birth Co. Community Christmas event coming up. And I am so excited about it. We've never done one before. And I was pondering it this year because our community's grown so much here on the sunny coast. And I was thinking of doing it. And then one of the mamas at class the other day prompted me to actually do it. So I'm not entirely sure on the dates yet. I'm going to put out a bit of a poll for you guys to see what dates will work for you. So get onto our socials, Natural Birth Co. And um, vote on that poll so that you can come along to our event if you're local here or if you're not too far away would be amazing to see you. You can be a member of Natural Birth Co or you can not have engaged in our services before. All is welcome. In addition to that, 
I have recently started a wait list for our 2024 Appetence Birth Workshops. A bunch of them have already got a fair few spaces filled. So the January workshops only got one space remaining and the Feb and March workshops only have two or three spaces remaining. So if you want to jump on that wait list, I'll pop the link in the show notes, but it's over on our website and then on the classes and workshops page. So without further ado, let's get into this epic pregnancy journey with Gracie. This podcast is brought to you by Natural Birth Co. We help women and their partners prepare physically and mentally for a natural and empowering birth experience. With pregnancy yoga, Pilates and workshops, all led by our registered midwife, we have a studio here on the Sunshine Coast, Australia. Otherwise, all of our services are available online. You can learn more at naturalbirthco.com. If you wish to advertise on this podcast, you can visit naturalbirthco.com forward slash pregnancy dash podcast. Now enjoy this ad-free episode. Okay. Hello, Gracie. Welcome to the pod. Thank you. So happy to be here. So happy to have you. So happy to have you. Okay. So what the heck are we talking about today? I am so excited about this new concept of the podcast that we're going to do together. And I'm really excited to inform the mamas of this. Okay. So long story short, let's give a bit of a deal on what we're doing. So Gracie's pregnant, very newly pregnant. How many weeks are you now? Um, I'm 11 and a half weeks. 11 and a half. Amazing. And I get mamas say to me all the time, when they fall pregnant, friends say this, they're like, what do I do now? They just kind of don't really realize all the things that go into when you fall pregnant. What do I do now? How do I choose how I'm going to be looked after? Do I even have to be looked after? What sort of things do I do to prepare? All sorts of things. So what we're going to do in this podcast and then monthly from now on until babe comes is figure out exactly what you do from day dot of your pregnancy onwards in your preparation journey, in your um, care journey, in your spiritual journey through pregnancy and kind of figure out from your perspective, which is individual to you and you can take bits that you like, you can leave bits that you like to prepare for this baby and birth, of course. (laughs) I'm so excited. Do you want to give a bit of a background of Gracie and I are actually friends? So do you want to give a bit of a background? Yeah. So do you mean like us, like how I met you? Yeah. Yeah. And then in general as well. Yeah. So hi, I'm Gracie. Um, (laughs) Ames and I actually had yoga teacher training together ages ago now. When was that? Like 2018 or something? Yeah. Ages ago. I don't know. Ages ago. And then, yeah, we had, we made like a sweet little group of friends in the yoga training. And then we just stayed friends. Like we just, we all became yoga teachers and like it was really it's been really epic because we've stayed friends and like had dinners every week whenever we can like when we're not away from each other but then it's been really amazing to see like everyone start their own businesses and stuff like you were like I'm really passionate about you know natural birth and like um, pregnancy yoga and stuff like that and then watching you go do that and then our other girlfriend Caitlin who does like physio for women's health and stuff that's just been amazing um, and I feel so lucky and I, like, I'm a photographer and I also teach yoga. So it's sort of been like you girls to come to me and I've been able to like <clears throat> help you out with photography and stuff yeah. like that. 
and obviously I haven't needed your guys' business until now. Yeah. And now I'm like, yeah. I just feel so lucky. Like when I found out I was pregnant, it was obviously super overwhelming because I wasn't planning on getting pregnant. But I was like, oh my God, I've always said to myself, like, I just have the best support team. And I knew that already. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So that's a little love bit of a background. That. Love <laughs> that. Love that. Love that. So you are with your partner, Brenton, and you guys lived here, met here on the sunny coast. I'm pretty sure you met here on the sunny coast, right? Yeah. 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 And then when was it at the start of the year or end of last year, you moved to WA? Yeah. Yeah. So we, yeah, Brenton and I met and then we came over to Western Australia and we did um, the Cape to Cape hike and we both just loved it over here. And then we were like, we should just move here. I had always lived on the Sunshine Coast and Brenton, He's a musician, so he was like, I want to, you know, see what other creatives are out there and other opportunities and stuff, and I felt the same. And then COVID kind of kept us on the coast for a bit longer than we wanted to, but it ended up being for the best anyway. And then so we were like, if we don't go this year, we won't go at all. So at the start of, or at the end of last year, we literally just like sold all of our stuff and just worked our asses off pretty much to save money and then, um yeah we just like packed our car and drove to western australia like we had already locked in a rental um in western australia before we got here and then yeah we just like moved to Fremantle to start with and yeah it was crazy like just going to a place that you just don't know and then yeah wild it was wild and just sort of starting like I run my photography business and just starting that all over again it was yeah, super, like it's been really challenging, but also really amazing to see what you can create if you just like don't, if there's no other option, <laughs> you know what I mean? Absolutely, absolutely. And don't you reckon that when you, because we are who we are and we, you know, identify in certain ways, we do certain things based on our identity that we have. And that's very much cultivated in the environment that we are. And then when you go somewhere new, like even when I go on holiday, sometimes I'm like, who the fuck even am I right now? You can just be a whole different person and nobody knows you. Obviously you had Brenton, but nobody knows who you are or what you're usually like. So you can all of a sudden turn into like a bookworm that's super introverted and then you can be the party girl and then you can be all sorts of different people and just really try on these different identities to figure out what you really like. And I just, I love that about, especially living somewhere else, you would really get to experience that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think like moving is, especially with your partner, like you really, it really, not like make or break the relationship, but it's like a lot of pressure. So yeah, it kind of, it'll either bring you guys closer or make you want to be like, no, like, and that's not to say that everything was super easy. Like it just, I don't know, it definitely solidifies how you feel about that person because you see them in all of the all of the ways not just like in the comfort of being where you've always been especially the sunshine coast is like such a comfortable place you mm. know it's so beautiful yeah interesting and you feel that way with brenton oh absolutely like i think well so after we moved to Fremantle, i like almost knew straight away that i didn't like it there like i like it kind of started getting so the winters in Western Australia are just like super wet and windy and where we were living was like suburbia and I literally never lived in suburbia before like I've always been by the beach like you saw our house that we were living in before (laughs) like literally on the beach and um yeah it just was like a really big like I was like holy shit like I don't like it here the people there like 
in Perth because it's a lot busier. Like nobody looks at you in the eye. Like everyone's really, there was a lot of crime where we were living. And I honestly just went through this like couple months of just a lot of anxiety, which is something that I thought I had overcome in my life. And I just went through a couple of months actually of just like really like I really had to go inward and I just started yeah meditating a lot and little did I know that I like was preparing to become pregnant because it really did feel like like I stopped drinking stopped drinking coffee stopped taking anything um and really just went inward and felt this call to like really just not be afraid of what I was scared about like just be ready to face it shed light on it and um yeah and it really did I had never really felt like you know they talk about the shadows and you're working with your shadows and stuff and I had never really like given myself the opportunity to actually feel what I needed to feel even though I thought I had like but I think everything that I was doing in the past was really like like I was coping with everything but it wasn't like I had I didn't give myself the time, so I did, and it was hard, but I'm really grateful for it now because I don't feel like I would be here if I didn't do that, you know what I mean? Yes, yes, yes. Fun fact in you saying that, I was actually just listening to an epic podcast that I'll send you um, on the drive home, and there was this wild fact that women, mummers who are spiritually inclined and, you know, Um, all about going inwards and knowing themselves and self-awareness and stuff like that, their children are 80% less likely to experience depression. Isn't that crazy? Really? Yeah. Wow. That is crazy. That is crazy. (laughs) That is crazy. And yeah, exactly what you were saying. My brother and I were actually just having this conversation um, yesterday about like you think you have a a challenge, whether it be like this anxiety you're talking about or like a, a feeling of not being good enough or whatever it is. And you kind of overcome it, you're cruising, you're fine. And then something mm-hmm. bigger will happen that will trigger that same wound. And then you overcome it, you you heal that deeper, but then something else is going to happen and it's going to continually kind of happen. And it's like this deeper, deeper healing journey. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And I think that, yeah, I completely agree. And now I feel like more... I'm like, now I've gone to a place in myself, which has happened over time. Like, that's the thing. It doesn't just happen overnight. But like, I do feel like no matter what comes my way now, I'm just like going to be, I can handle it. Like, even if I do, even if it is hard and I fucking like, I just don't feel, I just don't feel like the same person. Like, I really had to go through that. And yeah, it's been a fucking wild ride. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And isn't that amazing? Okay. So this was all in the lead up to pregnancy and then do you want to because also in that lead up you guys had come to the conclusion that you know we've loved it here but we want to go back home to the Sunshine Coast which the timing is just fucking wild I think of all of this yeah it was crazy like I I started to again again get this feeling I was like I feel like we need to be at home with our family like and I don't I was like questioning, I really sat with it because I was like, is this fear? Like, is this just being just like in the, in, like in discomfort? I could see that we both weren't like, like really happy not having our community because we're both quite involved at Zenco back in Noosa um, on the sunny coast, like as yoga teachers. And that's such a beautiful community there that like, I was really sad. To, so was Brenton, like we were both really sad to leave it. Um, and I just felt this like pull. I was like, oh, I feel like we just need to be back home. So then 
we both made the decision that we were going to go home and it felt really good. Like as soon as we made that decision, it was like a weight was lifted. And then we already locked in a little house in the mm-hmm. hinterland up in Noosa, um, in Karoiba. So we have like already had a little house locked in and stuff. And then we got this opportunity to go up to the Kimberleys to um, Brenton was playing music and I was taking some photos up there. So it was kind of like this light was coming at the end of like a bit of a dark period mm. um, because it, the Kimberleys was an amazing experience. It's like up in the, I wouldn't call it a desert, but it technically is a desert up in north of um, Western Australia. And we went there and, yeah, that's where we conceived our little baby. Woo! <laughs> hubba, hubba. <laughs> <laughs> Just having a bit too much fun. <laughs> so good. So good. Okay. So do you want to tell the story of your pregnancy? I guess thus far, like talk about kind of what challenges you were faced with, like can be very practical, such as like, how am I going to receive care to like deeper stuff you've gone through? Talk about all of this journey so far. Mm, yeah, for sure. So I literally had no idea that I was pregnant. Like I was already like six and a half weeks or something like that when I found out. And the only thing that I had, the only thing that I was like, oh, was because my boobs had gotten bigger and I was having weird dreams that night, but I didn't know at the time that that was a pregnancy symptom. Mm. So my sister actually was just like, I think you should take a test. Like I reckon you should take a test. So I took one and then, yeah, that I will never forget that feeling of just like, you're just like, wait what especially because I've had problems with my period in the past like I didn't have a period for six years so if you're listening to this and you've also had problems with your period you can get pregnant yeah (laughs) let me tell you (laughs) so still be cautious (laughs) yeah it was like I thought because I um my last period what I thought was a period was actually an implantation bleed because I my periods were so like random and like they had been so especially if I'm traveling and I had traveled a lot that month. And um, yeah, so I just thought that that was my period. And then, yeah, anyway, so that was like, it was a really big shock to the system. Like just because I, you know, when you're you, all you're thinking about is you. And then all of a sudden, like, holy shit, like I have something inside of me. And like, I was on like a lot of supplements. Like just, I have always taken a lot of like, I don't know, like ashwagandha, like all of these things. Yeah. And then like slowly over time, I was like, holy crap, like I can't do and Like what can I do anymore? Like I don't yeah. know. Um, yeah. It's sort of, so what happened was like I found out, told Brenton and like, yeah, he took it so well and he's been so amazing, which I'm so grateful for. Um, and the next day, it was like a Sunday, I like found this random doctor in Bustleton, which is like, an hour away from us but it was like the only place for the doctor and I was like I just need to go see someone like I'm fucking freaking out right now it's because like, I don't have any family here I was just like oh god yeah so then I yeah I booked a doctor's appointment I didn't know what to do like you just don't know what to do so I was like I think I need to go to the doctors just to like one make sure this is legit two find out what I need to do because yeah. I have no idea yeah so then it. I went yeah I went to that doctor's appointment and like I don't know I uh, it's been such it's already been such an interesting journey because like I like went without Brenton which like in like in hindsight I definitely need him at the appointments especially for those ones because like it's so I was like no I'll be fine like you do what you want like 
you know, Little Miss Independent, like going to do with like everything on her own. But yeah. like, it was just so much to sit there and like get all of this information. Like you need to get this test, you need to get that test and then you need a test for this and you can't have that. And like, just, I really felt like, well, with this doctor anyway, like it was, I felt so much fear and like, there wasn't much like, oh my God, this is so amazing. It was so much of like, all of this can go wrong and you can't do this anymore. You know what I mean? Like it was just really felt like, so I like actually like, I went to go pay and just like burst into tears. The ticket to reception was just like, you okay? And I was just like, oh, surely. I just told her the truth. Like I've been so honest to everyone because I'm like, people need to know. Like yes. this is, it's a lot. I'm not really sure what's going on. Fair. Um, but yeah, I got all the tests done. Um, everything was fine. And then we got the, obviously found out that you needed to book in for like a dating scan to find out when you're actually like how far you actually are along. Yeah. So then we did that at like about eight weeks and that was all good. It was really cool to actually like, because, you know, like especially at the, in the first trimester, like you, you know, you're having these symptoms, but like I only, it's only been really recently that I've been experiencing like nausea. So yeah. up until then, like I was, I was actually training to do a half marathon. So like I was running like all the time. I was exercising like crazy. I was just like, I felt fine, you know, mm. and it has also made me question like how much of like when you get pregnant and like how much of the symptoms are placebo because you know that you're pregnant. I've yes. also been questioning that, which I don't know, like I'm not sure how I feel about it now because now that like I'm more further along and on reflection, like the fatigue is real and it has always been real as in like before I was pregnant, I was going, before I knew I was pregnant, I was going to bed at like eight and like just passing out. And that was like abnormal. But I also, again, thought that that was just because I was running a lot. Yeah. Uh, so interesting. I don't know. But it's probably because when Brenton originally said that to me, he was just like, do you have preg fever? Like, like pregnant, like pregnancy, but is it the placebo? Yeah. And I like got so triggered. I was like, fuck off. Like, <laughs> no, it's real. Like, um, but no, because in a couple, like the couple days before I found out I was pregnant, I was very emotional, just randomly, like looking at the sunset, just being like, oh my God, like life. And like just crying <laughs> so much. That's so like, you, crazy. Like, not just, like, I, was, I was like, I'm not feeling my period because like I am so emotional right now. Um, <laughs> But yeah, and anyway, so I got the eight-week scan. That was all good. That chick as well was a little bit insensitive. And I think when you're pregnant, you're a bit more sensitive. So it's just like, can you guys just be a little bit more gentle? And like, I feel like I'm already a sensitive person. So then like being pregnant on top of that, like it's not their fault, but like it would be nice to have a little bit more hair and, you know, it just seems like warmth. We've got Yes, and especially, yeah, and they both just it really made me feel like I was just another number in the system having a baby, which for me, like, my whole life has changed. Like, I understand this is your job, but, like, this is my whole life. That's, like, it yeah. just didn't feel like, and I, it's made me be like, I don't want that kind of care for the rest of my pregnancy, you know? Mm, definitely. Um, yeah, so I had that scan, so that was all good, and then... I tried my hardest to try and get into the um, MDP program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't heard back yet. I don't know what's happening with that. 
Um, but yeah, I decided that, I don't know, like I still, I'm going to go down like the public route. I've mm-hmm. decided talking with my sister, like she's had two boys and she's kind of like we, that, which has been so amazing. Just like have her to talk to. And yeah. she pretty much this one morning because honestly, like for the first two weeks, my brain was just like, like I just didn't, it was all I could think about. And, um, yeah, she just explained to me like literally like every option that I have, like going private, going like working with, you know, all the different options there are and also like the options for birth as well. Yeah. And, but it's really, really interesting. And this is something that I like wanted to talk about was that like the first, in within the first moments of me finding out that I was pregnant, my first, the first fears that came up with with childbirth and I straight away went oh it's okay I'll just have a cesarean that was my first thought and now obviously I've yeah but it's so interesting that that was my conditioned response like and that's not from my fault at all it's just from like you know my sister had two cesareans um and just like it's so common to just get cesareans and then like the more I've sort of like now I'm like, holy shit, I can't believe that was my first thought. Like I was obviously just like uneducated and like I didn't know enough at the time. But like now that I have educated myself more and I'm like, holy crap, like we are actually born to do this. And mm-hmm. um, I'm not, I don't know, I'm not at this point in time. Obviously I'm still like in the first trimester, but I'm not completely tied to an outcome because I, at the end of the day, I just want to be healthy and I want the baby to be healthy. Um, but I just find that really interesting that that was my conditioned response, you know? Yes. Valid. Cause how are you were born? Do you, how are you born? Do you know? I was natural. Yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. So your mom had natural birth experiences. Yeah. 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 So my mom, yeah, I, I asked her about that and she said, my sister was induced and then because she was a really small baby and then um I was natural I think maybe she had some sort of pain relief that didn't work or something like that um but yes the more I've like chosen to go down like the public route and hopefully I get into the MDP program I don't really know but like I also am just hoping that I get care from midwives who like see me as me and not just like as somebody like that's holding a baby and like that you know it just seems really it seems really like baby and midwife focused not so much the mother you know Mm -hmm. what I mean and like the ability Mm -hmm. Um, but what I've learned so far and the more that I drop into that and drop into my own power within myself the more it feels way lighter and more natural and yeah empowering like just not being not being scared you know like mm-hmm. I have gone from straight away thinking that I was going to be having a cesarean straight up to now like how it's been like five weeks and now I'm just like I want to try and do it natural for sure yeah like I want to and I, I'm ex- I'm actually quite ex- I know I might I might be saying some a different story when we recorded the podcast after I did birth, but like I at this time, like I'm actually really excited for labor and I'm excited to experience that because 
I just think it's like it's a privilege that I get to experience going through birth really. Isn't that just such an incredible shift already? And I just think that because for people who don't know you, you were like very, you're one of those people, your baseline value is health. You've always had a value towards health. You always enjoy doing things on the natural path. So I just think, first of all, that just goes to show some very normal, hardcore conditioning of the scare and the fear behind birth. Hey, for even someone like yourself and like who's surrounded by, you know, me and Caitlin who are always posting about and talking about natural birth to have that initial thought, which I just think that's so interesting. But then how you've gone about changing that thought. So with that, what have you actively done, which I know some bits and pieces you've been doing over the last, yeah, five weeks or so that you said to help change that perspective? I just honestly have been educating myself. Like I started listening to like audio books and podcasts and like your podcast has been amazing. And um, there's just so much information out there, but I was started instead of listening to like negative birth stories, I was listening to positive birth stories. And then I was actually, I actually learned how it works. <laughs> like yeah. what's actually going on. Cause I think, a lot of people don't realize like how incredible it actually is. Like what's at, what's actually happening when you when you give birth and how your body is doing all of this and you don't even have to think about it. And like the more that I accepted that I was pregnant, because I think that for a while I was like, nah, like yeah, nah, like <laughs> no, like no, you're pregnant. It's still just like nah. yeah, no. But I just like a bit of denial. But the more I've softened to that, I'm like. I actually really want to use this time being pregnant to find more more strength and more power within myself because I actually, you know, it's really interesting, but like when we're up in the Kimberleys, it's a really spiritual place. Like the land has a lot of, um, a lot of like power. Like it just feels so special out there. And I was, mm. I was just going on these huge walks and I was asking the land, like I was just like, show me what I need to do. Like show me, what I need to do to evolve because I can feel that there's something there, but I don't know. Mm. Is it something my business? I don't know. <laughs> and then yeah. Um, yeah, asking, and then I'm realizing that, like, yeah, pregnancy, like, if you allow it to be, can be like an, an initiation into, you know, really stepping into that person, that mother that you needed, and also that you want to show up in society because like I've gone from just singly think, thinking about myself already to I'm like okay well I need to who do I want to be one as a mother but also in in society like I don't want to hold on to that like girl stuff anymore yes. you know like I'm not a girl anymore like I'm carrying a baby and I'm going to be someone's mom and that's a big fucking deal to me and yeah. even though it wasn't on my I plan this year like I trust in the universe and I know that this is what I needed to do so yeah (laughs) oh I am just loving this so much so much so much because I know that you were talking about and I wanted to yeah delve into this on this podcast is that you you want to let go of this girl stuff and this act of falling pregnant has given you just this completely new slate, kind of similar to moving to a whole new place. 
But this completely new slate to be like, okay, I am literally going to rebirth, which every mother does go through this rebirth with every single birth that they do. What sort of version do I want to be at the end? And you've been kind of pondering that thought, hey. So do you have any like kind of thoughts on what you want that person to be or act like? Yeah, absolutely. Like I, I think really letting go of like, woe is me, victim sort of mentality and really just letting go of my past and realizing that like all that matters, like is this what's happening right now and just embodying love for myself and my body and everyone around me and not, I don't know, because it's all, but I've already worked that because at the start, like I just, because I realized how much I had been focused on the way my body looked for my whole life like I've gone in and out of eating things and always being so restrictive over exercising all of this stuff and I still have remained very active throughout my pregnancy so far and I plan to I plan to eat healthy because I know that that's from a place of love however be I've realized how like ego I was just living from my ego when I was just constantly thinking about like how big my thighs were and you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it's actually been a lot of surrendering because in this pregnancy so far, a lot of people are like, first trimester, I was vomiting and like I completely like lost my appetite and stuff. For me, like before I found out I was pregnant, I was waking up at 3 a.m. in the morning and I was just starving, like ravenous hungry. And I was like, oh, maybe it's because I'm running more. And then now like, I was pretty much every night I have to wake up and eat a banana. Yes. And like before I was pregnant, I never eat bananas. Like that was like a no food for me. Wow. Yeah. Like it's been crazy because if I don't eat, I feel nauseous. Like that's what's happening now. So I'm having like smaller meals throughout the day. Not Whereas I used to like try not eat for ages. And then mm-hmm. um, I give my body a break from eating. And then because I was like, yeah, I don't know. But now it's like, I can't, like, I actually can't, otherwise I'll vomit. Like, that's how it is for my body. Yeah, And I actually think that, like, at the start, my body was, like, demanding more food. Like, it needed more food because I was exerting so much more. So just letting go of all of that, like, and I actually think with that, just letting go of all of that old stuff like now I have no choice like it and it's been hard because like already my body's changed like obviously my boobs are way bigger and like I like you know I look really bloated all the time because I have a little baby but like it's just constantly surrendering and just being like no like this is amazing (laughs) I I don't want to look back on my pregnancy and I've lived in fear and resentment the whole time, you know, of being like, anyway, that was a long-winded answer to your question. No, no, that was the perfect, perfect length because I totally agree. First of all, with that um, victim mentality, fuck, I relate to that so hard and I'm just trying to navigate that myself at the moment and sometimes I'm like, oh, no, like, it's okay. I've figured it out. It's this and then the next day I'm like, oh, fuck you, you get it all, poor me. And I'm like, how did I feel like that yesterday? But today I'm thinking about it and I feel totally different. So totally relatable, by the way. Um, But I think that's really great that you're talking about the body changes 
during pregnancy and not just like physically but how it can affect our psyche because a fair few of our mamas have um you know disclosed that they've had different eating disorders and whatever in the past and we might be seemingly through it but then as they fall pregnant and as you say that bloat and then later in pregnancy, legs get bigger, hips get bigger. It is normal part of birth. We hold and retain fluid and it can be really re-triggering to those old stories. So I think that's really cool that you're aware of that already. And um, yeah, it'll be great to see that evolve throughout your pregnancy. I'm stoked that you talked about it. Yeah, I think that, I mean, of course it is like because we live in a society that like tells you to be so small all the time but like and it's kind of like well this is just my season of being pregnant and it's my season of carrying more weight because I'm carrying a human but also I know that once I give birth like my body is going to probably eat away at my fat because it needs the energy like and I think it's like just trusting that process Mm -hmm. and being and just like you know what like because I was fighting it and I still like you said like I have days of like especially if I've like not slept well or like I was still super nauseous or like I feel fat or whatever Mm. I'll go back into that victim of like why like I didn't need like like just sort of you know not feeling in your power but it's just a journey (laughs) just always and then you think you've nailed it and then you know another trigger pops up and you're back in the same story it's crazy yeah all part of it all part of the process something I wanted to talk about for the peeps out there um is that I know when you first pregnant you first fell pregnant and you reached out to me you were like what do I do who do I talk to about the care so this is something that I wanted to talk about on the podcast so that other people are aware as well so essentially when you fall pregnant You've got, you know, nine months, 40 weeks, plus or minus, until you have a baby. So first of all, you need to figure out what type of care do you want to birth that baby in and then almost reverse engineer it as in like, what type of care do I want through my pregnancy? And by care, what I mean is having appointments throughout your pregnancy that checks in on the health of you and your bub, make sure that all is well, and ideally give some sort of education, motivation, guidance, support, emotionally and physically, that sort of thing. So there's lots of different options out there, right? There's the private hospital option going through a private obstetrician. There's the private midwife option whether you can get private midwifery at a home birth or private midwifery in a hospital birth there's the option of public care and in that public care option and we'll see where you end up in this option we've got MGP which is most ideal and um because that's continuity of care for people who don't know midwifery group practice continuity of care you see almost the same midwife every single visit and then ideally that same midwife is there during your birth or it'll be one of the other midwives in the same team that you already know as well. So that's really awesome. Another option which I think would be next best for you if the MGP didn't work out which is where I can't even remember what it's technically called but it's essentially where say you pick you want to go to Noosa 
um, for your appointments and the Noosa appointments are up there every Friday with the same midwife. So every Friday or every time you need an appointment once a month and then it goes to once a fortnight, etc. you'll go on a Friday and you'll see the exact same midwife who is a school midwife that then just travels to Noosa, Marichidor, Caloundra, wherever your outreach clinic is. And you can see the same midwife throughout your whole antenatal period. And then when you go to birth, you birth with a completely different midwife in that setting at the hospital. And then the other option of care, which is probably the most um, common option um, and the type of care that everyone can receive, you don't have to get in or not, there's always enough space, is the normal core midwifery group, which is you go to SKU and you have your appointments with potentially a different midwife every single time and then you have a different midwife for your um, birth as well. So you just go in, do your appointments, get checked up and then you leave. It's not as much of that kind of continuity aspect. So really being clear, I think when choosing that care is kind of figuring out which you've done as well is how do I want to be cared for through my pregnancy and how do I want to birth? Because obviously if you want a home birth, that's going to be a different point of care in pregnancy. But even what you observed in, I don't want to be treated like a number, I want to be met with warmth, met with guidance and met as myself, as the woman. I think that really helped you make your decision of what type of care you're after, which was ideally MGP. Mm, Absolutely. And like, I don't know, I had, I think we're really blessed on the Sunshine Coast as well. Like it seems like there's a lot of good resources and stuff. I obviously haven't experienced it yet, but um, But then I've also, because I've heard stories of people who have gone through private care and it not, like I've heard a lot of stories of it not actually turning out to be what it seems, you know what I mean? And obviously I worked for myself. I've moved across the country twice now in a year. Well, like on Friday, I'll be moving back. Like it's been big financial, um, like it's been big financially and, like I don't have twenty thousand dollars to spend on my like by my birth, you know. Fair, <laughs> like I don't fair. and like I'm I'm so blessed to live in a country that provides that care and yeah. I do think that there's gotta be like I I I'm just trusting that it's all gonna work out and that like, you know, yeah, I'll have a life that respects what I want as well. Like yeah. going into the birth space, like I hope that I just get respected with what I kind of want and I know obviously like like I said like all I care about is like my me and the baby being happy and healthy and whatever that means and looks like but if like interventions could be postponed and if they're not necessary that would be amazing but yeah yeah, we'll see what happens yeah yeah absolutely and I totally agree I, I love I think life is so much freaking easier when you just have this core belief which isn't for everyone but this belief that everything will work out for the right reason so even if you know you don't get your way you're thinking that's all right it's for a reason there's some lesson to learn here something's going to come of this I I I think yeah I think so too and I think I also think that there's like obviously it's easier said than it's sometimes easier said than implying and feeling it in the moment but like it's almost like pregnancy kind of prepares you for 
like birth, but also becoming a mum and stepping into that mother like role because you have like you don't feel great, but like you still have to kind of do life and but you can also like create it to be what you want to be. Like I notice the days when I'm really positive and I'm like, oh, like this actually isn't that bad. Like I'm just can move a bit slower today and just sort of like not make it so like not fight it. Like that's what my partner said to me yesterday because I was having a rough day. Like I just was so tired and felt nauseous and just like, I just like, I was like, I just want to go for a run. Like I'm just having energy. And then he's like, you're fighting it. It's making you suffer so much more. And like, even though when you first hear that, you're like, you don't fucking understand. But like, it's true. <laughs> like it's so true. You know? So like, wise, Brendan. I love it. Oh yeah. He's, it's yeah. I feel really blessed to have, him in like there's no one else that I would want to do this with like at Aww. all like he he's a, gem. he's a gem he's a gem I can't wait to see you both when you get back no I'm so excited between like four days away I'm just so excited can't wait and you're just going to scoot over on your flight within 24 hours be home Brenton will be doing the long slog in the car <laughs> I know Poor sucker. that I am really grateful for that too and I do think it's the best for both of us like yeah. as much as I'm like it took me a while to get to like the point where I was actually like okay honest with that's what I wanted but once I was honest like it just felt because I've literally just come back from Queensland like I was like I had to like go back to shoot some stuff and then fly back here and then I had to drive up to Perth like it's just been so much and I'm like the thought of getting in the car for you know seven days straight and you know it's fine not fine but like it's a little bit more enjoyable when like you know you can have a beer at the end of the day and like yeah. laugh it off what's happening when you're pregnant no you know? you're just feeling nauseous all day yeah no nah. and it's not good for the pregnant body the pregnant pelvis long car drives they're just rough no well i've been pretty lucky so far like i haven't felt i've, I've noticed that my hips have been tighter like i feel like i need to stretch all the time so i'm really excited to like get into doing yoga i'm so excited to come to your classes yes! and just get be back teaching all the time because obviously when you're teaching you're stretching a lot more as well yes yeah yeah okay so let's recap you are 11 and a half weeks you have started and make really good headway on transitioning from fear fear and cesarean section towards birth into I want to do this naturally I can do it naturally and feel positive and excited for that which is freaking sick and as you say you might go through these motions but that is a really um what would I say like a communal goal of our natural birth code mamas is to feel excited for birth like literally at that 37 week plus they are feeling excited ready prepared they're feeling confident in their partner confident in their bodies and that's like a really achievable feeling to have before birth so I definitely don't think feel like oh that's probably gonna go away because it definitely doesn't have to as such um oh sorry door slammed um you've also chosen your port of care which is MGP and we're working towards that and you have done your dating scan is that yes all pretty correct that's all correct I haven't I mean I have my 13 weekend in yeah two less than two weeks now and I'm excited for that because I feel like I've just been carrying this big dirty secret I'm just like talking to people but I feel like I'm like it's going to be nice when I can just be open about it like yeah and I 
it, it is interesting. Like I do understand that people are, you know, they want to keep it quiet in the first trimester and stuff like that. And, and I, I totally understand and respect, you know, everyone's whatever they want to do. I have told quite a few people because I'm just like, well, if something was to go wrong, you guys would know anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it, it's yeah. been good to have that support of like, even if something happens, like this is still like, this is still a pregnancy and this is still, yeah, I don't know. It's just interesting. So if you're preg, if you're in your first trimester and like, you want to tell someone like, don't feel like just because everyone, like it's the society, societal norms to not tell before your 13 weeks. Like it's completely up to you, you know, yeah. like you can tell the world doesn't like it's up to you just be aware that if something does go wrong but yeah I don't know <laughs> I just really noticed that like it was really like like the miscarriage thing was really like pushed on as something to be afraid of at the start as well which was like really interesting you know like wow yeah, I really noticed that was like you know don't tell anyone for this amount of time which like I do understand but it's also like because I found that I was like Googling, I was like chances of miscarriage this week and like, yeah, it's just not focusing on that, <laughs> you know, like yeah. focusing on like, oh, you know. Something that one of my um, mamas who went through IVF actually told me, and I just thought that this was so relevant into definitely pregnancy birth stuff, but even external stuff as well, where she said... I, how did she, I can't remember the exact scenario, but it's, it, and let's just say it was this situation where she's not 12 weeks yet. It was all IVF. You know, she's miscarried before. Um, she didn't want to let herself get excited for the pregnancy because she's like, what if something happened? What if something happened? And I'm going to be so disappointed if I'm all excited. I'm going to feel so disappointed that I've miscarried. And then she kind of had this realization where, if I get excited about it, I'm going to feel disappointed if I miscarry. If I don't get excited about it and I dwell on it and I'm constantly reminding myself, oh, you could lose this at any second, you could lose this at any second, I'm going to feel equally as disappointed even if it does happen, even if I was expecting it. You're going to feel super disappointed whether you were excited about it or not. So you may as well just get excited about it. And if it does happen, you can yeah. accept and surrender later on after grieving and feeling disappointed, et cetera. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Interesting because it is, I, yeah, I know what you mean because I, yeah, I never really, as much as like I, I went through a few weeks of being like a little bit scared of that happening. I did. And even the other night, like I had this moment of, I actually fell asleep on the couch, which has been happening a lot lately, but I fell asleep on the couch and I, woke up and you know when you like wake up from falling asleep like pretty early and, and like you just feel a bit disorientated yeah I went up and went to the toilet and the light was shining into the toilet and um toilet but the light was off so it was just sort of like this red tingy light anyway I went to the toilet and I um looked down at the toilet paper because I've still I've just like it definitely is in the back of my mind you know like mm -hmm. I'm like oh like checking that everything's mm -hmm. okay and um I looked down at the toilet paper and I thought that there was like blood all through the toilet paper but it was just a reflection of the oh light oh my gosh but 
like I was like my whole body just like got hot and like my heart just sunk and I was like but then I looked closer and I was like oh my god like fuck like fuck like wow. holy shit and sort of like twilight state as well and then like I just like walked out to my partner and I was just being so weird like I was like um like I couldn't settle like I was like laying back down on the couch and I was like oh I need to sit over here and then I was like oh I need you to come here and then like he was like are you okay and I was just like started bawling crying oh. I was like I didn't know what that I had a miscarriage and like it was the fucking scariest thing ever and I, I'm just so scared and then just like fully broke down I was just like this is that that was the scariest thing ever yeah. like oh yeah so it makes yeah it's interesting and it makes you realize how much you actually want it when something like that happens you know totally totally especially in your situation where yeah it was a surprise and definitely not planned that it's almost like a nice reminder isn't it in like a weird way Mm. yeah absolutely yeah that was a little experience that I had in that space the other day yeah um but apart from that it's been it's been pretty good yeah apart (laughs) from the weird light reflection (laughs) Yeah, apart from the weird light reflection. And then like, so when I didn't know, when I didn't know I was pregnant, but I was pregnant, I was like, I would do these little meditations before I went to bed. And I was like, do I have endometriosis or something? Like, I am getting the weirdest things in my stomach. Like, and it would have been like six weeks and I was just getting like little cramps and stuff like that. But obviously that was like, you know, a baby, like the pregnancy, the whatever was happening then. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's been really interesting, like just trusting your body of like the little things, you know, like yes. when I was driving home from Perth the other night, I actually felt this big like boom, in my, um, well, and obviously like that strong, that was a bit too strong. But, like, <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> big, like, it was kind of like a pop, but like, like a push. And I was like in my lower belly and I was like, what the hell? Like, Obviously, that was the baby, but like, and I don't know whether it's because I'm more in tune with my body from doing so much yoga and meditation that I'm more aware of the sensations. But that was pretty cool because I felt it and it felt like good, you know? It wasn't yes. like, oh. Yes. Mm. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it was cool. It that was would be cool. probably the earliest time I've ever heard of someone having a feel of babes. Really? Yeah. I've. Yeah, I thought, like, because I've heard that, like, in your second pregnancy, you can feel it a lot easier because you're more aware of, yeah. like, earlier. And you're more aware of your body and stuff. But yeah. Who knows? So interesting. So interesting. I was wondering as well, because you weren't using any contraception, like, formally, were you? No. Um, <laughs> no, we weren't. But, like, yeah, we... No, we weren't, and we never had. Um, (laughs) And it's gotten you this far, so it's done pretty well. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, However, we – I don't know how to say this because it's pretty funny and inappropriate. It's probably TMI. Hit us. Brenton won't listen to this. There's no no TMI here. You should hear – you've heard the podcast. (laughs) So – where we made the baby was actually like out in nature in this um, little gorge out in, um, you know, in the middle of the Kimberleys and the position, <laughs> like my partner was, we, when we finished, um, 
I said, oh, that was the, that's the baby making me sure. I literally said that out loud. So I think that that definitely would have something to do with it as well because, yeah, like wow. I think that, yeah. And then it's so crazy to get this right. I took a little video of the spot that we were, like this cute little, um, you know, pool, rock pool thing with a little waterfall. Took a spot. I took a video, sorry, and of Brandon just sitting there and the time was 11.11 and I was just like, and literally since I've been pregnant, like I don't know if you believe in that kind of stuff, but like since I've been pregnant, it's just like constantly every single day. Like, oh my gosh. It's wild. Yeah. And then that night, Brenton had a dream about he was holding his own baby in, um, yeah, he had a dream that night. Yeah. That Crazy. is so weird. On a side note, you're going to have to show me that position when you get home because I'm very curious on what this baby making position is. But that is a rock. Like, oh, you need this specific Kimberly's rock. Okay, fair. Need this rock, guys. So if you want to get pregnant, you're going to have to go out to Mount Hart and um, yeah, <laughs> so good. It was great. On a side note, with the dreaming thing. There are so many wild stories out there. Like I'm going to give it a story from um, just yoga I taught this morning at Pregnancy Yoga. One of my, our mamas was um, 38 weeks. So she's very much rearing and ready for birth. Her and her hubby did the birth workshop. They're feeling so ready, so prepared. Um, she's got so much confidence in him. They're very much like a, a duo two partners, they've got the exact same idea of what they want about birth, they've got the exact same idea on the decisions that they want to make and they're very much going in as the same team which is the whole intent of the workshop and I just love that for them and he's just taking up fully on board which she is too which is just so amazing. So last night they had friends over and it was them two like at home and then they had whatever friends stay over including dudes. This morning they were all gathering before she went to yoga and had a conversation and they had all had the same dream that she what? went into labor that night, didn't even bother going into hospital, which is what she's planning, had the baby at home and it was amazing. And all of them, different individuals had their own roles in like, they were like saying that they were involved in the birth and it was beautiful and it was amazing. Wow. And even the dudes were having this dream. And there was, she said three of them, three friends had this dream. Isn't that wild? Wow. Wild. What the heck? Wow. I, I, I was yeah, I don't baffled. Yeah, yes, that doesn't make it like it doesn't make any sense, but then it does because it's like, well, what even happens in our dreams? Like it's like it's such a big part of our lives, you know? Like we spend so so much of our time dreaming, but like yeah. the fuck. <laughs> what the fuck's that? The, exactly. No, especially when you like dreams are fucking so weird. So I feel weird. like my dreams have become like I don't know. Just like it seems like so much subconscious stuff is yeah. like my, my my body is in my brain, or I don't know, it's trying to process things. It's just like constantly, just like like I've had so many night sweats as well. Like so many nights of just waking up in pools of sweat because the dreams have just been so intense. Wow, that was happening from the start of pregnancy specifically. Yeah, and I have had like three different experiences of having like full like full um like feelings in my sleep where like so I'm like half awake half asleep and I can feel my body having this like energy go through it's been 
weird like yeah it's like I've had because it'll it'll be when I wake up in the middle of the night and I feel sick and then I'll just like what I've been doing and like I'm this like since being pregnant I've definitely become way more spiritual and like it's I've just started like connecting to like source or the divine whatever you want to call it way more and I started um literally when I was um like awake and at the night I'll just be like you know divine like can you just help me get back to sleep because for a while there I wasn't going back to sleep because I would be awake and be like fuck am I going to get back to sleep so then I just started asking for help so I asked for help and then there's a few times yes yeah, in three different times that I've fallen back into this almost like lucid sleep where I have yeah like my body gets like like struck down with this like energy and in my dream I can see my body getting like this light going through but then I can actually feel it in the physical yeah it's been crazy and then I just like wake up the next morning and I remember the dream but like I haven't questioned it I've just like been like okay <laughs> you know wow. what I mean wow yeah, that is incredible that's interesting that is so interesting that because you've always been okay well I guess from my perspective and my opinion pretty spiritual you've always been into meditation you've always been into you know the universe and breath work and stuff like that which is amazing and I I totally back it but then you did even talk about at dinner the other night that experience you had in a meditation where you like you know took off through some sort of meta state in space you definitely um what would, what would I say? You definitely inspired me to get back into it. I've just been hopeless at it. And that whole Joe Dispenza thing, I was telling you about how his voice annoys me. And I was like, <laughs> fuck, fuck, everything was annoying me at that stage of life that I was trying. him. So I tried him again and I um, really enjoyed it. I didn't find his voice annoying at all. And um, I've actually got back into Gabby Bernstein as well, which I love. Yes, I love her as well. Yeah, I really like her book. Yes, 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 yes. I think I prefer her books over her meditations, but I did really like that Joe Dispenza one. It was the new potentials one that I was doing. But do you have like any, yeah, actually, do you have any good kind of spiritual practices that you've been doing now that you're pregnant in particular or not quite at that stage yet? Well, yeah, I... I'm actually working on bringing out my own deck of birth affirmation, oh, but it's pregnancy and birth affirmation cards. Yeah. Because literally I used to use affirmations a lot and there's something that I've used throughout my life. But since being pregnant, I have, yeah, I've been doing that so much because I need it. Like you need it. Like it's yes. like you're going through this life, like, yeah, so I definitely have upped that. That's one thing that I've done a lot more. Like I've gone, gone back on the Louise Hay train. Like I'll put Louise Hay on every time and like every day pretty much and I'll just go for a walk and listen to her and that's just sort of reaffirming it. I, like before I meditate now, like I, because it's like the first thing I think about is like, ah, oh, I'm pregnant. <laughs> like when I wake up, I'm like, oh, okay, like still pregnant, and, um, <laughs> which is great. And yeah, I'll just like put my hands on my belly and like say hello to the baby and just be like and one thing that I've been doing is like I'll like ask my body slash the baby if like if it's if this is okay like because I have stayed 
really active and like I like exercising a lot and I've just been like like does this feel good like for you like is yes. this okay in my body or like yeah and just listening to that answer straight away and it does feel good you know like and if it doesn't I would just honor that you know yes 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 when I was pretty early on and like it had only been like a week since I found out like you're obviously still learning what you can and can't do or that what's what's recommended and I did have a sauna and as soon as I got it in there like my whole body was just like get the fuck out (laughs) and I yeah it was like and I was like sitting there and I was like why is this so uncomfortable like I normally love saunas my body was just like I wasn't even sweating like it was just like it felt like I was getting cooked like it was like it was awful I stayed in for like 15 minutes because I just started getting so nauseous. I was like, holy fuck. And then got out, had a shower and just for the rest, I Googled it. And it was like, don't have sauna when you're pregnant. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> I knew it would be fine because I was in there for like 15 minutes. But yeah, I don't know. I Yeah, that was a good example of like, yeah, just listening to your body. So I think like, so good. Yeah, I think just like becoming more in tune with your body well that's what I've done is I try to trust my own intuition more now yes oh it's going to be stronger than ever now in this phase yeah yeah it it really is and even just like trusting I've noticed my um I will literally just like think about something and it happens like it's just it feels way more I just feel so much more connected to like myself but like the universe as well and I think yeah, like sounds pretty woo-woo, but like fuck fucking it. here <laughs> for it. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's how cool. Really cool. How cool. Yeah. How cool. I love that. I love that side of things. And I love being able to delve into this side of things. I just find it fascinating. Find it fascinating. I wanted to, and this is completely separate to what we were just talking about. For people out there who want to get on MGP, I know that you did a bunch of different steps to make it happen, which we're still like waiting on. Do you want to explain those steps for yeah people who were in your position who don't know what to do to get onto MGP? Yeah, so it was a little bit. It was a little bit harder because I was in Western Australia, and for some reason, the doctor that I went to, um, she refused to help me, which like apparently she could have, but. She just got really weird about it and was just like, I don't feel comfortable referring you to a program. Like, and I was like, all right, lady. So um, mm. I actually ended up booking into another doctor, just like a random doctor to just get a referral when I was back on the coast. And then went to him. He was also just like, I don't know if you'll get in. Like, it's not that big of a deal. You can like, like, you don't, like all my kids have had, you know, just pub, public care and like, it's not Which that big is- of a deal. And I was like, all right, all right bro. That's fucking awesome, but this is what I want. So shut the fuck up. Like I was just doing that, and like pretty much every time I've gone to the doctor since I've been pregnant, I've cried. Like it's just <sighs> been, like I, yeah, it's just been not ideal. But like I've got, I've booked in for the rest of my pregnancy at like a really good doctor who I know is going to treat me with care and like you know love. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's pretty much he sent the referral off, and now I'm just waiting. So I don't know what that means oh great that guy in WA sent the referral off oh that was in Queensland when I was back there last week oh great 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 okay 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 I don't know what what happens next after that I think you get a call 
I think you get a call saying that you've been accepted into the MGP program. I think so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so. It will quite often pop up as no caller ID, just a heads up. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And because you did try to call the hospital, but you never got through, hey. I did eventually. Like, I was like a mad woman for a couple of days. Like, I was just like, it just felt like so much. Like, just especially because we're moving and then I was going back to the coast. Like, it just felt like I was like, holy fuck. So then I just went on this rampage. I was like, no, I'm going to get this shit sorted. And I was like, I'm just going to call the fucking hospital and like, someone's going to talk to me because I don't know what to do. So then I just kept calling every day I would call. (laughs) And then. Eventually, I got up to the lady and she was just like, she kind of told me what I was going to have to do. But it was good once I spoke to her. She was really, really nice. And it right. was like the first time that like I started getting treated nicely. So I was like, cool. So <laughs> this is a good start. Absolutely. So did she pretty much tell you, because I know I was telling you to call the hospital, because I know that I've heard some of my mamas say that they called the hospital and they've been able to like, somehow put it through that way which I was always shocked about but did the chick on the phone tell you to get a referral from your GP yeah she said to get a referral and like as soon as I could but yeah I explained to her what was happening over here and then yes I just did it as soon as I got to the coast pretty much and then yeah so we'll see what happens but again it's just like if it doesn't happen all good like Mm. hopefully I can do that other option was a program where you see the same midwife up into your birth mm-hmm. and then maybe universal align and I'll just have like the biggest weapon for my um actual birth absolutely <laughs> you and Brenton are going to be so ready you guys are going to be so ready yeah. no matter who you get absolutely. I think that like I feel like um I because I since like I just love bath and <laughs> think I just love being in the bath all the time yeah and I'm like baby in the bath like I think I might be but we'll see Interesting. just because I love it so much so you do I would love to would love to be in the bath and then it's made me be like should I just have it at home but I think like for the first one I should do it in a hospital just to feel that like I don't know just in case and especially because we're up in Karori bath to get down to would be like almost an hour mm. so yeah like obviously I've thought so much about this like I, I've honestly thought so much about it but like ideally I would want to like labor at home for as long as I can and just mm. chill like we're on 10 acres there so you would just like go and walk around the bush and just try kind of like keep myself busy for the first part mm-hmm. and then when it starts more real we're going to have, we have about an hour drive or like 50 minutes. So yeah, <laughs> just have to prepare for that. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. There's um, unfortunately just no real way around the drive. The drive just sucks and you just, it's just one of those things you deal with. Yeah. I think so. Because one of the girls on your podcast, she jumped in the back seat for the drive. Yeah. And then last night, and I, I like made him watch a first vlog. Like, yeah, so I was like, he was just chilling. I was just like, oh, I'm watching Sarah's Day's first vlogs again. Like, can you watch them with me? It was just like, yeah, okay. And then um, we were watching them, and I was like, 
I don't think I'd get in the front seat because I'd be like, you know, if you're in pain and like the whole world can see you, whereas if you're in the back seat, you can kind of like hide a little bit. I agree. I agree. The back seat's the best. What did he think about the vlog? (laughs) Yeah, he was funny. He didn't. He didn't. (laughs) He He was just being silly. You know how guys are. They just like joke about fucking everything. Yes. Serious. Yes. (laughs) No. He was like, oh, you're going to be milking this so hard. And I was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, I will. He's like, he's like, you're already milking it. He's like, fuck off. Because <laughs> some days, like, it's like, yeah, I mean, he's, yeah, he's been amazing. Like, he is, I really can't complain about, yeah, how they're, he has, has been. Um, and, yeah, but, yeah, we'll see. He'll be amazing, though. Like, he's literally, like, the strongest man I know. Like, I don't, I have no doubt in my mind that he will be able to like stay in his center even when I'm like in pain you know like so good. that is often one of the hardest things for the birth partner exactly as you say stay in your center when she's in pain quite often it's like this instinctual response of they get heightened they get scared they want to fix the problem that they can't fix so then sometimes their answer is get the epidural so that she stops being in pain when it's like that's you reassuring her that she can't do it like you need to hold strength in her time of weakness and yeah I have no doubt that Brenton will do the same uh, I also know that he'll trust me if I'm like no nah, I can't fucking do this any- anymore but I also think he's really good at pushing me already like he'll yes. he pushes me like he definitely like our relationship isn't a comfort zone relationship like we're we are definitely like we like to do things against the grain yeah so just naturally not even like consciously just it's just the way like even you know he's a musician I'm a photographer so our schedules are like we have our like weekends like on a Tuesday or whatever and it's not like like that also like he's great on no sleep like that's another thing that like from being a musician pretty good like if he only gets a little bit of sleep, like he can kind of charge through. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And um, by what you say, like our relationship isn't a comfort zone relationship, do you mean like you guys kind of call each other out as well? Like I feel like you've mentioned a fair few times that he'll like call you out on something. You're like, oh, fuck off. That's so true. Yeah, he always calls me out on my shit. And like I've, yeah, I'll call him out on his shit, but it's only because, I love him and I want him to not from a place of control. Like at the end of the day, like he's a big boy. He can do whatever he wants. But Mm. if I see a pattern or like, I'm like, why are you doing that? Yes. (laughs) And he'll do like your, like even yesterday, like he called me out just being like, you're causing so much more suffering from yourself for yourself than you actually need to right now because you're resisting what's happening. And I'm like, fuck you. I know that. Just let me be let me sad. be a victim. <laughs> I know. It's just like it's like you can be sad, but you know you don't have to suffer as much. You know, like just allow yourself to feel what you're feeling because you're pregnant. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> so true, so true, so true. Look, you and I are the same like that. And we always talk about it. How it definitely creates more. Yeah, I guess like conflict within a relationship when you're always calling each other out, but then we wouldn't change it for anything. Like it just establishes so much more growth in like 
you guys as individual, you guys as a relationship. And I do also feel like it really encourages you to get so effective at communicating because you are calling each other out and it is your natural state that you got to make sure you're obviously doing it in the right ways, etc. So I just feel like it does so many positive things for the individual and the relationship. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it took a while to get used to that in a relationship because the relationship I had before that was really like, it was so nourishing to my nervous system for sure. But like, it was really like, he'd just do whatever I said and like, mm. no, not whatever. I hope he doesn't hear this. <laughs> he was too like, you know, it was very much like, do what I want and mm-hmm. it, everything will be okay. And like, I don't think that we were meant to stay together, but also like he wouldn't have felt like, I don't think he would have felt very masculine in mm. the relationship. Very, he was acting more feminine. You know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. being so like, but then, yeah, even like the first months of being with Brenton, I was like, holy shit, like this is, way harder but I loved him so much more like yeah. there's a reason why like, because yeah. it's challenging me to, like let go of stuff and yeah like I did, I had so much control when we first got together like so much control stuff like even mm-hmm. just like from the food we were eating or like going out to dinner like it seemed like I was fine but inside I was like dying <laughs> like what like I know I can't do this, but like, yeah, it just needed. Oh, that. I want to go to Mexico. What do you mean we're going to Italian? <laughs> but then, like, yeah, just like full surrender and just being like, all right, I need to trust this motherfucker because, yeah, yeah it's, it's the best. But yeah, everyone has their days. Like, not saying that our relationship's perfect or by any means, but it's definitely like we're in it to grow and we're in it to like. I don't know, just like, because I just have learned that, like, it's not the relationship that's going to make you feel whole and loved. It's going to, the relationship's going to show you the places in yourself that you need to love and that you need to let go of and that you need to soften, you know, and it does come back down to, like, how you treat yourself because that's how you treat your partner as well. Like, on the days that I feel like shit, like, he'll feel, I treat him like shit more, you know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> uh, on I 100% agree with that. On that beautiful note, let's finish up this podcast. Is there anything else you wanted to share with the mamas at this stage? I feel like we just we just yapped on for a long time. <laughs> I freaking love it. I love it. I love it. I am so pumped to be doing this series with you. This is going to be epic. So next time we talk, I would have had the. 13 week scan. Yeah. And I would be in my next trimester by then. So we yes. can see what. Absolutely. And you'll be back on the coast doing all your things. And um, hopefully we'll know what type of care you're going ahead with by then as well, I reckon. I'm also going to find out what the, what the gender is, which is exciting. Yes. So you are going to find out. Yes. Do you have any inclination? Yeah. I think it's going to be a girl. Ooh. Okay, well, fuck. you've claimed it right here. If you're right, we're all we going to know about it. <laughs> yeah. So good. Oh, well, thank you so much, Gracie. And we'll do this again in a month. Amazing. All righty, thanks. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you being here. 
All of our podcasts are recorded live in the Facebook group, so you are not only the first to listen to the podcast, but you are able to ask questions throughout the podcast. If you wish to jump into the Facebook group, the link is in the show notes. I would really appreciate if you left a five-star written review, shared this podcast with someone who would appreciate, or even share your recent listen on your social stories. Talk to you soon.